0: My name is Monica Gleverman, and you're listening to silence on set podcast. On today's podcast, we have the cast of The Handmaid's Tale talking about season five, which is about to premiere. In season five, Elizabeth Moss's June faces consequences for killing Commander Waterford as she simultaneously attempts to redefine her identity and purpose. Serena, now widowed, is trying to raise her profile in Canada while Gilead's influence makes its way to Canada. Commander Lawrence teams up with Nick and Aunt Lydia while he attempts to reform Gilead and gain power. June, Luke, and Morat fight Gilead, from a distance as they continue trying to save Hannah. So first up to talk about what we can expect this season is Madeline Brewer. I want to ask you, basically, your character has a very interesting arc this season. And in particular, kind of one of almost like a mentor or almost like trying to keep the peace because you know or she's experienced what happens when that doesn't happen, so, how do you feel about the arc this season for her in particular?
1: I think that Janine is—it's—it's it's difficult because she's so—I've um, grown with her so much. So I try to like talk about her growth, but then I feel like I'm really just talking about me, um, and then I just feel a little weird, like I'm in my own therapy session. But um, I, I love I love Janine's growth, especially this season in stepping into the energy and into the role of of the void that is June. June is no longer there to follow. You know, she's uh, I'm she's no longer there for me to follow her lead, and I think Janine recognizes this void and is and knows very clearly that um to survive gilead you need a june you need you need someone who will tell you to keep your shit together you need someone to follow you need you need someone also who's willing to risk who's willing to take the risks to be brave and i think janine wants to be that for these new handmaids like june was for her and so that's a totally different energy for janine but i think she's been well prepared over the seasons You know, if she had to she couldn't have stepped into this role season one or two or three, you know, she needed to go through four season four, really was like a turning point for her, uh, for her to be able to take on this role.
0: Janine's very special because she's always had an interesting relationship, obviously with Aunt Lydia. So I feel like if anyone could have talked to her or tried to influence her in any way, it was gonna be your character. And so was that a big responsibility for you as an actress this season? Because that connection and what happens throughout the season because of that connection, is very influential. It's almost like Janine's making change, but in her way, if that makes sense versus like June's way, which is much more aggressive. So how did you like figure that out? And, and also that change that happens is so big that your character kind of sets off.
1: I think that, I mean, it's, it's in a way it has to happen with Janine because, I mean, I think that Lydia, even though she doesn't want to admit it, just, loves June really really loves her i think she freaking hates her because of all the shit she's put her through i mean june rules with an iron fist you know like she's very um very intense very aggressive as you said and uh, she's unpredictable june is very much will listen to her um intrusive thoughts <laughs> you know uh she will follow their lead and i think that has put her in a position where lydia does not trust her and cannot trust her in a very unique situation for Lydia, she trusts Janine. She trusts this girl. Because Janine has earned it. She's been unpredictable for sure, but she's also been right by her side and has loved her and listened to her. And um so when when you know, this during this the course of this season, when she sees what can happen when these girls are abused, what that can do to them, especially a, a child, I think. Lydia feels that she has not been serving them and to see, you know, to almost lose her most loved
0: me. I just wanted to ask about the fans,
1: what you're like hoping that they'll get from the season. I hope the fans get, I mean, overall, I want them to feel empowered as always. And I want them to be entertained, of course. But I think from Janine specifically, I want them to see that you, you can change. You can step into, you can be the person you didn't think you could be and definitely nobody else thought you could be. It's you who makes that decision. And I want them to feel that. I want them to see from Janine that you can weigh the risk, you can weigh the pros and cons, but ultimately your decisions are your own. I hope that they they feel inspired by her to, to maybe take on a role in their own lives that they didn't think they could.
0: Next up is Max Minghella.
1: Your character this season,
0: very different arc than like if we were to compare to like season one. So for you as an actor, when you get these scripts and you start looking into the storyline that they want to do for Nick, mm. how do you mentally prepare or what do you do to try to make it make sense for Nick to be in the positions that he's in for the season?
2: I think what's interesting about doing television is you don't you don't know where things are going. Um and so much like life, I get each script and um it's a surprise. And I trust sort of i embraced that a little bit to be honest, I embrace the chaos of that um and it's not often until a season is is finished that I can then articulate or um think through uh his arc, or you know there's a shape becomes clearer. I think at the beginning of season five um there is an exhaustion. To Nick, a little bit. I think these fascist regimes can really wear people down, and he's beat. He's beaten at the beginning. I feel. I feel that he's sort of giving up a little bit in terms of trying to fight for some kind of um, moral direction. And over, and he realizes those Gilead shoes just don't fit very well over the course of the season. I think by the end of it, without get, giving anything away, he is able to uh recalibrate his his moral center.
0: And how do you feel um his relationship is in terms of June and what he's doing where he is now for her?
2: He's he's for me I can't speak for Bruce and the writers but for me Nick is always driven by June. That is his primary kind of focus and um motivation. Um and a part of that is actually selfish I think. I think a part of that comes from his past um and some of the things that he's done and regrets and is ashamed of and i think that in june he sees some kind of path to redemption. Do you
0: think nick ever feels that him and june will end up together?
2: I don't i don't know. I don't think as 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 max i don't i don't I don't actually think about it in that way. I think that um they clearly have this incredibly powerful connection. I think She's also got another relationship in her life that is, I think, probably a lot more practical. At the same time, I don't know if she needs any man in her life, or whether maybe the baggage and history of these relationships might be too complicated at this point. I really can't speak for her. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I think that regardless of how things play out, and I really don't know how they will play out, um, it doesn't shift the uh, interior, like, emotional life of these characters, so that doesn't, that doesn't change.
0: So, um, now that Nixon, like kind of a different position and how he's, you know, kind of taking charge in a way, and then he's working obviously with Bradley's character, what can you say or for what fans can expect to see the two of them? Are they doing good, doing bad? are they in the gray zone like where where what are they doing for the season
2: well we we we're always in the gray zone on the hammers tale um it's all about the subtext and it's all about the spaces in between the lines and um that's the the fun of doing it um in terms of uh, the relationship between Lawrence and Nick it's a an incredible blessing to get to work with, with Brad this much i'm so grateful for it um i think they have a really fun dynamic i think it's shifting all the time i've been surprised by some of the behavior of these characters, you know, it's, it's none of it. I'm, I'm very bad at predicting, you know, to answer your question, Monica. I don't, I don't quite know where this will go. It's certainly an interesting, is an interesting dynamic.
0: And what are you hoping fans will get out of the season?
2: It's a really fun season. I think particularly the stuff between June and Serena is really electric. Um, They're both such forces of nature and seeing them go head to head like this is something I've been craving as a fan of the show. So, um. I think it's a really, really strong season. It's really kind of focused and in a weird way, it reminds me the most of season one out of all the seasons we've done. It's, it feels the most intimate. Um, again, season four was, I was, I'm a big season four fan. <laughs> season four is big. It's cinematic. It's very sort of big in scope and season five is very cinematic too. It's actually our biggest season we've done, but in terms of the, the dynamics of the narrative, it feels much more intimate, um, again. And, and uh, These are such wonderful actors that I get to work with and getting to see them do their thing has been really fun.
0: And finally, here's Warren Littlefield. I kind of wanted to ask you, how do you and I guess like Bruce work together in terms of continuing the story since the source material kind of ended after like season one and to keep it fresh, especially for the season, because it's very crazy.
3: (laughs) As we know, when we look at the world we live in, there's no shortage of drama. Right? And so always our goal was a compelling human drama. Um that's also about the battle of feminist rights. Um does this sound familiar to a world we might recognize? Um so uh I think particularly given the end of season four, what we and and June murdering Fred, right? And and all the handmaids. As participants in that, we really were able to kick off the season with a thematic that is June versus Offred, right? June against herself. Um, how does she deal with the trauma, the anger, the revenge, the washing away the of the sin that she has committed? Um, so all of that is just a powerful, powerful narrative only to be matched by the thematic of June versus Serena Joy. And, and it's a, God, it's a delicious war, right? They want to kill each other. They have the means to kill each other. And they don't. There's respect. So someone who is ideologically so opposite of you, who has been a mortal enemy. I think the emergence in all of that and and the chess match of the year is who's on top and within an episode and and throughout the season we never know who's on top. It keeps changing and I think that's fascinating. Um but but I also think the idea of respect for those who who differ from you um, is kind of wonderful to put into the universe right now as well.
0: Yeah. And when you mentioned, you know, June versus Offred, uh, I find it so interesting because, you know, you saw a little bit of it last season for this season, you know, she's still home and she's with people that, you know, some of them like, like her husband have not experienced that world and what Gilead is like. And so for them, they find it, so difficult to understand why she kind of keeps getting drawn back in, in a way. So I guess like for you, in terms of executive producing and handling all of that, how do you balance out the two between her uh, being a June and still kind of falling back into kind of what she's conditionally known for so long?
3: What I love is Luke really verbalizes his love and his anger and frustration, and ultimately, he feels he's got to do something. He has to jump in, um, and yet the complexity of where to jump, what to do, what his role is, in trying to save his marriage, in trying to somehow pull her back, um, and 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 then the world that the safe haven that we've created. Of Canada um, it is not the safe haven that we've known it to be before. Um, because even in Canada, a land where healthcare is a right, not a privilege, a land where immigration is not a four letter word, um, there's a lot of things to be said for Canada. And yet, our Gilead immigrants are no longer wanted there. And and so I think that's also a powerful reminder of nowhere is safe. And 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 the the far right rises everywhere. Um, and and I think that presents a new challenge also for Luke in trying to say we have this bubble. We have love, we have safety, we have family. And And that isn't even so safe anymore.
0: And then how do you work in Nick? Because obviously we found out with the ring last season, you know how he had taken it off and we didn't know. And then he put it on. And this season it's a little more addressed as to what his situation is. And we find out a little more information, but the fans, love him right and there's a relationship with him in June and it's so difficult I think to probably balance out Luke and him what do you do when the fans love him and then
3: it's such a wonderful triangle right um and and so uh, Nick had the more pivotal role in June's life for a couple of seasons and and you know Luke was up there in Toronto and and we loved him but he was removed. And and now he's not. And, and so as we shift that pyramid, um, now we find, well, Nick's life moves on and he has a wife and what does that look like? And yet she knows and we know that he's so emotionally tied to June right? He loves her. They have a child. Um, and, and I think that those strings, that torment that we feel, and Max is so wonderful. You know, we're, we're, we're never going to get too far from him. Um, but his position shifted. And I think that's the interesting new dynamic.
0: And you guys do such a good job, no matter where these characters seem to be, you still see the thread of even their personalities when we first met them, like they're still there. How do you guys also even balance that? because Nick, when we see him throughout, he's still Nick like he's still doing things that are very Nick, if that makes sense, and yeah. just doing things that are very offered and like they're they're still kind of doing, and Luke, even the eternal optimist. Is still the eternal, eternal optimist. So, how do you keep that in there while you're adding different drama and throwing different things at them?
3: Well, well, look, I have to give a nod to my my writing executive partners here: um, Bruce Miller, Yellen Chang, Eric Tuckman. Brilliantly, are weaving what are the things we know and love, and how, how do we keep evolving that? Um, and and they do. And so I don't think we've repeated ourselves. I don't think we've worn out our welcome. I feel like we continue to explore dynamics that that we open the door to in season one, but we're still finding new dynamics to explore with those characters. And the actors are so sophisticated. You know, I, we were blessed by making great choices when we picked this cast. Um, so. It's working.
0: What are you hoping fans get out of this season in particular? Because I feel like this one is the most dramatic and intense for a majority of the characters.
3: I hope the fans are reminded that we're one of the most compelling human dramas out there in the world. It's a world of infinite choices. Um, That we're relevant. That we have something to say about the world we live in. But there's no shortage of dramatic entertainment. Um, Is it intense? Yes. Do you sometimes need at the end of an episode to catch your breath? Yes, you do. But I feel like you walk away from an episode and this is our goal and say, I want more. And I think we have that kind of a season.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the cast of The Handmaid's Tale talk about its upcoming season, season 5. It premieres September 14th on Hulu with two episodes and we will be streaming new episodes every Wednesday. So make sure you check it out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts. And head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.